0: This podcast is sponsored by Happy Warrior Kava. Be a happy warrior. Drink, relax, and enjoy the strong and smooth taste of the best-selling kava in the islands. Happy Warrior Kava.
1: aloha and welcome to the latest installment of the hnn overtime podcast the hawaiian news now sports podcast i am kyle chanen your resident sports reporter joined as always with the one the only davis spinner what is up my friend kyle we are back in studio we were uh we're a little
0: ways away from here we
1: were in la we did a podcast in a in a living room in a in a courtyard at the airport. And we're finally we're back home.
0: We are back home. It's nice to be back home. It's and, nice, to warm. Uh, we had some uh, some special guests for this episode.
1: Exactly. Some would say uh, maybe a little bit of celebrities. I mean, uh, definitely, definitely champs. Definitely, definitely champs. Big time celebrities here in Hawaii. They, you know, they they followed us here from LA. We were with them um, all throughout the week, and we are very very excited to be joined today by the two time national champion rainbow warriors men's volleyball team we have head coach charlie wade all-american setter Jakob tella the you know the lethal lefty the ace king stone Face killer as i say killer oh my god given to by yourself i know what a nickname i will
0: take credit for that i
1: told Jakob that and i think he liked it i think he i think he did and you know obviously men's volleyball players they're big head coach charlie wade he's tall as well not exactly a lot of space in this uh, studio, so we had to move it out to the main set um, for the uh, convo we had. But yep. I think it worked out pretty well. I think uh, it
0: worked out too. You know, we were at first gonna use chairs for these guys, and then we saw how tall Jakob was and decided otherwise. So. Yeah,
1: and you know, I think what are we like the this like we were like the mid range of height here at the office. You know, Mark Carpenter is what you mean. I'm like you know the mid range you know height. I'm, I'm like just- I'm I'm like three inches shorter than you, dude. Sorry, Kyle. It's, I'm. You know what? I'm I'm taller than most of the other reporters besides, um, Mark. Obviously, Mark has become the tallest reporter. Mark anchor. is now the tallest. And, and Kiyahi, Kiyahi's taller than me. Yep. But you know what? You know I think, Ash, Mahia, um, Sammy. I mean, I'm definitely taller than Sammy and Jelani. I'll tell you that. I will take that as part of the, okay. the right. Youngins crew of H and This is a sensitive topic for sure. I know, but anywho, you will see the height difference that they have on us when you when you, when we get to it. But you know, three weeks removed from the championship, we got to sit down and talk short with them. You know how they kind of are digesting it, and you know also some other fun stuff along the way.
0: Yeah, it was it was an awesome interview. We got some insights on. The tournament itself you know some gameplay uh you know for Jakob, what it was like to be you know an all-american and have that type of responsibility on the team as well as some some fun things at the end uh some i don't know how uh, you would
1: describe testing it testing <laughs> our world knowledge and our pronunciation of we'll stick things. with that yeah we'll
0: stick with that yeah. uh yeah kyle and i were uh did a fun little bit with Jakob, in which we try to pronounce norwegian foods
1: right it was, I don't know how well we did. <laughs> I tried. We tried. And he, he was very accommodating to us. So, Jakob, thank you for that. Um, but, yeah, all the fun. Uh, it was so much fun, dude. It was, it, it was was just great to see them. Great great to hold a trophy.
0: Yeah, those things are a lot heavier than they first appear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we had
1: we had no business uh, holding those things. We had
0: no business, and the ongoing thought in my mind was, Davis, don't drop this trophy. Yep. Don't drop this trophy. Yep that uh yeah that was a little nerve-wracking and very cool at the same time
1: exactly but you know what without further ado let's get to it let's get to it here's the interview here's the convo Jakob tella charlie wade All right, everybody. We are here with the two-time champs. We're here with head coach Charlie Wade and All-American setter Jakob Tella. Thank you guys for joining us again. Um, First couple questions we have for you. Has it set in? You guys are the two-time defending national champions.
2: Uh, Yeah. You know, it's um, it was a great week in LA, and uh, at the end we were uh, playing our best volleyball and able to get it done. So, you know, pretty pretty satisfied with how the week went for sure.
1: Jakob, for you you were on the floor you know throughout that week, ha- has it kind of you know, hit you that you are a back-to-back national champion?
3: Well, not really, like it's definitely a unique feeling and being out there with all my teammates and celebrating the win, it just feels incredible, like it's something that kind of sits in my head forever, so I mean
0: it's definitely going to stay in my head until the next season starts. You know, let's talk a little bit about the tournament itself, especially that last game. You know, Kyle, Kyle and I were there, we were in that atmosphere. What was it like to see all the fans out there? They made the travel all the way from Hawaii. What was it like to hear that clap at the end, that, you know, the celebration?
3: I mean it's incredible like there's no words to describe how it feels like just being there and playing in front of crowds is one thing incredible because last season we had nothing of that so just having that this season just means everything to us and like maybe having half a Hawaii there with us we had the whole Hawaii in our hearts so that was yeah amazing experience.
2: And it was unique that we the hotel was literally 50 yards from Pauley Pavilion so um, really convenient to go to servant pass and walk over for the match and stuff a little more difficult to feed everybody because there was no food there or it was too pricey in the hotel but um they they made it pretty convenient for us like i said with the hotel literally 50 yards from the venue and uh it was a lot easier to navigate from that standpoint right and you know Jakob for you kind of off
1: the court side what is one of the most one of the memories that is going to just stick with you uh, throughout this trip and this experience
3: just being around with the team is a lot because like last year With COVID a lot more restrictions we couldn't like be as much together as well so it was like being in the bubble and this year like things from open we we can kind of go to cafe like get coffee at different places and that was a lot of fun just walking around like seeing seeing LA and seeing some places getting around and yeah a lot of fun overall
0: Yeah, what were some of the places that you guys kind of did outside of it did you guys see any cool landmarks Did do anything fun after well
3: not too much just kind of around the hotel pretty much like I found a, a pretty good coffee shop place I went there every day Got dirty chives. that was like the secret recipe. But uh, yeah, so just a lot of coffee and um, yeah, different places, cool just like seeing how the campus is and yeah.
0: During these games, we talk a lot about the star players and you know, specifically, you know, you being an All-American, you know, having that kind of title that comes with you, is there a sense of responsibility going into these games? It's definitely a lot of responsibility. That's something that I always embrace.
3: Like, I like being in those kind of more under pressure uh, circumstances. That's something that I kind of grow up. So I always see that as a chance, like an opportunity to kind of grow and become a better individual and more of a leader within the team. But we definitely had a lot of players stepping up and like taking more responsibility as far as just on the court, off the court and just overall making a good atmosphere.
0: It's definitely a team game. Was there going into that last game, you know, obviously Nikolov was you know, the player of the year, you know, their, their star right there. Was it kind of like a sense going into this? You know, it's like, you know, me versus him in a way, you know, you two are kind of the stars of each team.
3: Oh, it's definitely us versus him or us versus them. It was never like about me or someone on the team. Like it's always about the team in general. Like that's something we emphasize on. And I mean, like in that game, we just knew what we had to do to win. And we just went there and executed like it was up to us. And that's what we did.
1: Coach, for you, you know, that was the fourth time this season you guys saw Long Beach and and it's kind of like Um, you know the uh, internet and Twitter they kind of just call it like these are like the two um, the two uh, ex-boyfriend and girlfriends that just keep finding each other (laughs) some way or another they just keep finding their way back to each other you know what was it like for you to (laughs) what was it like for you to kind of just Get back into game prep for a, for a team that you guys have faced already three times uh, in this season.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, it was it's easier to prepare uh, at a, a pretty high level of familiarity. You know, we had just played them a week earlier um, for the Big West Championship, so yeah, four times in basically a month, and you know, and the, like I said, the second time in uh, a little over a week, so um, we were pretty familiar with what they were going to do. There's no doubt. You know we're always talking about you know growing the game
0: of men's volleyball and we kind of saw that in the tournament with ngu kind of making it you know an unexpected run we didn't expect them to beat princeton you know how have you seen you know volleyball grown over the years you know this team that no one really heard of before making it into
2: the tournament yeah and that's you know the, the the growth has been not just new programs but entire new leagues um the carolina league is the newest one that's and you know and Part of the the agreement is that the league you start a new league you will get a bid an AQ into the NC2A tournament. We got two more leagues that have started and will come online uh, in another year. The the SIAC. And the uh, NEC are both up and playing, and we played teams from those leagues this year. And those teams too will be in the NC2A tournament. Um, I want to say 24 will be the first time they get a chance. So it's an exciting time for men's volleyball. We've seen the growth um, be pretty significant, and I think we're looking at uh, bracket expansion. You know, the bracket's going to have to go to uh, whether it's 11 or 12 um, sometime in the next few years. And you know talk about that you know you filled your schedule this year with a lot of you know
1: first year programs. How special was that for you to see for both of you guys just just kind of the just the visualization and the realization of you know growing the game and expanding it playing these first time programs
2: well, and it's you know I uh somewhat feels uh, some responsibility of wanting you know these programs start you have to play them we also have the luxury that we play in the hardest league so you know that at the end of the year we're still going to have a strong rpi we're going to go back we're going to play you know 10 matches against the very best teams in the country so getting out and playing those teams at our place go we'll go on the road and and play some of those teams too so um it is all a part about growing the game, and it's, um, you know, we're, like I said, an exciting time where in a, a very ascendant phase in the growth of men's volleyball, and, um, you know, looking forward to, to getting out competing against these new programs.
0: Uh, kind of going back into the tournament, maybe, Jakob, you could talk about this. Uh, obviously, NGU and also Long Beach were both sweeps, but Ball State was a little bit trickier. Was there something out there that, you know, was making it harder for you guys?
3: I think that just overall like a really good team like we've been looking forward to at least playing against them like with a full full squad and at least something personally I've been looking forward to the whole season like getting that matchup again. Um, and I think just overall like they're an incredible team like they have so many good high quality players and it's a tough team to stop like if you're not having like your good moments and can play at that high like, level like, consistently then you're definitely going to get points away from you and they're going to definitely keep it up so playing five sets was definitely something we kind of we're preparing for a tough game and I'm just happy that we got the win against them because they're an incredible program incredible team.
1: And you know three weeks removed from your second straight championship has it has, has, has kind of like the the text messages or the just the congratulations has it settled down yet have you guys kind of been able to sit down breathe a little bit I know last week you guys are you know all around downtown and all that has, has it kind of just kind of you're, you're allowed to chill out now?
2: not quite. Uh, <laughs> we had a big event last night and uh um, but look it, it never gets old and we want to you know share this experience with as many as people as you can and really appreciative for you know people coming out and supporting and how excited they are for the success of the program. Um I, I do get on a plane Thursday night and back on the road recruiting and then it's you know pretty much business as usual and going to be on the road all the way through in the middle of August basically but uh you know we just we're just going to get back in. I think Jacob said it earlier, He's just doing what he did the year before and we'll just keep doing what we're doing and hopefully put ourselves to be in this situation again.
0: Do you think there's been kind of like a ripple effect after these championships? Has there been more interest into the program, do you think, after seeing this team you know, win
2: two years in a row? Well, I don't think it's hurt, you know what I'm saying? I I think uh, Hawaii's a very unique place and I I don't think many people uh, are kind of indifferent about it, like you're either all about it and you really wanna come or it's too far right? And, and that's really the only thing anybody ever can say, like the, the reason they won't come here because it's, it's too far for them. But uh, definitely have some momentum and, uh, you know, certainly a lot of interest in the program. You know, we're fortunate that the amount of uh, television coverage that we get, our, our matches are seen all over the world. So um, there's young kids watching us play literally all over the planet. And, um, you know, it's, it's great for us to, uh, to, to get out and, and have everybody see what we're doing. And, and hopefully keep putting championship teams on the floor.
0: And that's a good point. You know, it was funny for Kyle and I, we were in the media room and, A student from UCLA was in there and they're like wait all these cameras are for Hawaii like what why are you guys having so much coverage and uh, they they were
1: like are you guys all on one station And we're like oh no three separate stations all flew (laughs) up for the the tournament yeah
2: she was really surprised
0: yeah what is it what does that mean for Hawaii you know what what stands out about this because this is kind of like you know the biggest sport here
2: yeah and I've said look volleyball is a big deal here you know and and it's hard for people who aren't from here and don't see the amount of exposure we get to really get their heads wrapped around how much TV coverage and the the newspaper and the radio like everyone in the state embraces UH athletics and volleyball has a special place in everybody's heart and with the success that we've had over the last several years it's just continues to grow and grow and it's uh, it's really exciting it's something we we'll never take for granted and we're just so appreciative and humbled by the amount of support that we get we just continue to work hard and use that as motivation to to be our best you know every, every time we get an opportunity to prove it.
1: Jacob for you you know um, you know obviously you know when you're getting recruited here coach can only really talk about that kind of experience you're going to have, you know, now being in the program and experiencing it. Can can you even like walk through the like food land and not get recognized?
3: For sure, like something that I've never been used to, because like in Norway, like, I wouldn't even say Norway It's like having volleyball as a sport, barely, because we're so into winter sports like Winter Olympics, always doing pretty good there, and like I never had to do like a single interview or a single media coverage thing in, in Norway until I got here pretty much and people are like, getting more interested about it, but like just, yeah, like you're saying, like people around like it and just stay alive, recognize me, and that's something I will like kind of never kind of just swallow because it's just amazing like seeing how people kind of recognize you, but just like the amount of support you get outside of just a volleyball court and, in the arena it's just, yeah, phenomenal. So it's something that's going to send it to Hawaii specifically. Like I don't think there's any better place to play volleyball than Hawaii.
0: I wanted to ask that too, you know, it, coming from Norway, what was, some people wonder like what your upbringing was, you know, how do you get into volleyball, you know, is that even a thing in Norway really? Barely. Well, it's getting more now,
3: like with beach volleyball, that we won the, the Summer Olympics and beach volleyball. Um, but it all started with Henrik Moll, who went here, a UH alumni, and he played middle blocker. I had a conversation with him as he got back and coached the high school that I went to, top ball in Norway. And from then, like, he just spoke about Hawaii, the experience he had, and I was like, yeah, I definitely want to pursue that dream. So that's something that I wanted to do, and then I got in touch with Coach Charlie and the rest of the coaching staff, and the rest is history.
1: You know, we watched the, the content you guys put on on YouTube and all that. You killed that pigeon test, by the way. Mahalo's, bro. Uh, <laughs> how, how, how quickly was that for you to kind of just ingrain yourself into the culture, into the language? Yeah,
3: so pigeon is my sixth language officially, because I speak Norwegian, Danish, Swedish, German, English, and now pigeon as well. So it's definitely a couple languages up there. But I mean like I love Hawaii. Hawaii is now considered my second home. It feels like home and that's because of the people and also the culture is unique and I love yeah like Pigeon like at cruise Sandys and I go different places and I catch up like different lingo you know
0: like I'll enjoy that stuff so yeah. There's a lot of you international guys on the team would you say then you're the best at pigeon?
3: Pigeon. Oh, its Ooh. feature is definitely Phillip, up there. I was say yeah, Philip. He speaks like on a daily basis, like more than just plain English. Like there's no English for it's just pigeon. Like you can hear like on all like in the locker room, we speak more pigeon than like just basic English. As at least internationals, we are in between each other as well. So,
0: what's something that like uh, you know for the fans? What's something about the team that maybe they don't know? Something funny, something quirky about about one of the players or something.
3: Ooh, we have a lot of good dancers on the team that's for sure like yeah probably like the teams don't see us much like in the huddle before the games But We have a lot of talent there like Elayah Choi uh, Trevlin like Trevi is also a pretty good dancer Avery Enrique is like yeah a lot of good dancers And we don't get to see that much on the court either, but you see it sometimes
1: Going back to kind of the volleyball side of things, you know looking towards next season um, what was it after you guys won your uh, their title in 21 you guys had a Kind of a mass exodus of seniors this year you know basically your your lineup from that championship matches you know coming back for you guys both how exciting is that to just kind of have that continuity going into 23
2: yeah it's it's great you know and you know and even after 21 with graduating for all americans we knew that the replacements were already in our gym so they're guys that um have been training with us and, you know, this is kind of the same situation where the, not only the, the guys are in the gym, but the guys are actually on the floor. Um, there's guys who are in the gym that are going to be pressing to get to get themselves on the court. And uh, and we got some talented guys coming in to join the group too. So um, yeah, it's, it's an exciting time for the program, no doubt.
3: Yeah. And it's always whoever steps in the court. Like we know they're going to play at a high level. So that's like the thing in our gym is like you have a luxury problem, like you have Great players in every single position, so it's always like a scramble in practices, and we always push each other to become better. But yeah, like just losing a couple of really important guys in the left, like I said, they left for this year. has been something we kind of just follow like the path of like success and seeing what it takes, and like actually like winning it is like something that kind of sticks to me and something that I kind of pursue as well in the practice ship and also reflect in the game.
0: Are you guys ready for a third one in the row?
3: Oh yeah, we are always. That's like something we always have in mind, and now. We kind of passed our last season, like our previous season, now we kind of focus on the next one. So whatever we can do to prepare for that one is like the next thing in our minds.
1: Jakob, do you, you kind of, uh, I mean, how, are you on social media a lot? Because you know, you've kind of garnered a lot of nicknames throughout this season. Um, well, I've I I've listed a couple, so I'll just kind of give your thoughts on them. Um, uh, G called you the captain, just plain, simple, the captain. I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, your thoughts? I mean,
3: I think G is the captain as well, but I really appreciate him saying that. Um, we all, like, yeah, we all have different responsibilities, and we're all kind of leaders in our separate ways, but, yeah, G is a fantastic guy, so I appreciate that.
1: Another one is the lethal lefty.
3: Lethal lefty. That's aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> spicy, spicy ahi
1: Um Another one which uh, you earned this year, um, obviously, was the ace king. Talk about, you know, the ace, the ace record that you were able to to get this year, and then, you know, just being, you know, the ace king.
3: Yeah, that's cool. I, like, I never even knew, like, that I took a record until after the game, because I never, like, thought about, like, breaking records, like, I just, like, went for my good serve and, like, kind of do the same thing like I normally want to do, so, like, knowing that after that was pretty, pretty cool, like, getting into the books of UH, so.
1: Tiff Wells uh, likes to say this on, on his broadcast, too, but Tella on 2? is huh
3: That's the one that's, that's kind of... That's, that's like, the one that I hear the most. Yeah? Like, I, in public, it's always like, oh, Tella on 2, I'm like, yes, I'll bless, I'll. <laughs> So they all know it, yeah, but like what I think now is like one that's coming up is North because I'm a fifth tier, I'll be a fifth year, and then I receive the uncle status I'll be just called Uncle Jake. Uncle Jake. Yeah, that's the next one probably, that's the (laughs) one.
0: I gotta ask too, you know, Kyle and I were briefly talking about it, Uh, you you don't seem to show a lot of emotion during the game, you know, it's all seriousness, you you score an ace and we're like, oh wow he scored an ace and then you're just like, you know, it's like it didn't even happen.
3: (laughs) I do a lot of celebration in my head if that helps, but like I never like kind of show too much because I don't like riding the emotional roller coasters in the game. Like my position requires that I'm always focused on like what's next and what's coming up and kind of encouraging everybody. So I want to stay mental on that same path, pretty control like in yeah in sync so I don't want to ride those like high waves or low waves I just want to be like a leader and kind of encourage everybody to do their best so that's something that I kind of stick to so not as fun to watch but that's something that I just that's my game of play that's how I play
0: which is
1: what, what did you call him in LA
0: oh yeah yeah no I was calling you the Stoneface killer the stone just so yeah <laughs> I get that yeah <laughs>
1: Now that it's the off season for both you guys, kind of go over some of your favorite local treats that that you kind of like to just indulge in every once in a while, or you know, every week if you need to. Mm-hmm.
3: And it's definitely still poke. Like I even just brought poke here to the studio, uh, <laughs> but I poke it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, pretty much. Sometimes the search depends on the the quality of it if it stays for a whole day, but it's still poke. I love I love all the Hawaiian food, the honor grinds. Yeah, it's all it's all mops. So, like, I eat everything pretty much. Like, um, I'm a huge fan of all the food that is around here in
1: Hawaii and the islands. Now, kind of tonally switching, we have my, I need, I need my notes for this one. <laughs> but, uh, I know we're trying to figure this out. Trying also. to figure out, but, um, you know, being from Norway, you obviously also have your own unique set of treats, um, much like here in Hawaii. Um, just kind of get your thoughts and maybe some of your favorites on... Some of these, we are gonna, 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 yeah, gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna share. Why are you
0: including me? Because <laughs> yeah, we're sure. we're, we're
1: co-hosts, so we have to share the oh, man. share it. I can help you out if not. All right. So <laughs> this one, it, English translation is a cinnamon bun, but canel bowl.
3: Canel yeah. Yeah. So a really like common dough is like the the dough you make for cinnamon rolls, and you can make a lot of things out of it. So it's yeah, canel is just like a cinnamon roll, pretty much. Okay. Yep. Um, I love that one.
1: Alright, here's
3: my <laughs> next one. <laughs> Knäckbröd? broad. Yeah. That's like a cracker, pretty much like a really thin layer of bread that you put like in the oven for a while and then it stays and it's like nice and crunchy. You put like anything on it, cheese, ham, whatever you like. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, this is cream ball. Is it creme or creme Creme
3: creme brulee crème... or how do you how do you spell it? K R E
0: M B O L L E.
3: Kiriam Kiriembre, perhaps. Okay, that's like, yeah, also pretty good. The same dough as the same roll. Um, again, like I'm a huge fan of baking, and I'm a, also a sweet tooth, which a lot of people know. Um, but like, if I was in Hawaii, I would definitely start a baking company, like a baking bakery. So, we'll see.
1: Well, so um, funny thing, there's a uh, there's a, a member of the UH football team, uh, Kobe Wyatt. He has an Instagram called Kobe's Kitchen. Are we opening Jakob's bakery anytime nice. soon?
3: I'd be I'd be definitely down for that, yeah. You just gotta get a kitchen first, a good one. <laughs> then I'll bake anything.
0: My last question for you guys, uh, what's your guys' messages to the fans, everyone who supported you guys throughout this tournament, throughout this season, you know, what's your message to them and what can they expect for this
2: upcoming season? Well, one, just you know, just how appreciative we are for the support that we get, you know, and it's people support us in so many different ways. There's some of the people that come out to the game, the people that are watching uh, the Neighbor Island and all over the planet and then people that are, attend our fundraising events that help us fund, allow me to go places to bring these talented people players into our program, and, and then I'd say too, just the message of, you know, um, life will give you some adversity, you know, and and to believe in the people that you work with and to believe in each other and to overcome that adversity, just keep working and focus on the things you can control um, is really your only choice, and uh, if you believe and, and keep working, good things will happen.
3: Yeah, and I mean, just words kind of describe like how much the fans mean to us. Like, they're a part of our wahana, our family, and... They're always here with us, good or bad days. Like, they're always sticking there with us and cheering for us, and that means everything to us as a team, and also just representing them as well. It's just something that we kind of take on really pride in. So we hope to see them even next year as well, and just, yeah, get that support continuously because they mean everything to us, really.
1: All right, well, thank you guys so much for being with us today. Um, And that's going to do it for this episode of H&N Overtime. To listen to all of our previous episodes and this episode, you can head to Spotify or wherever you get your Hawaiian News Now podcast. And to watch, you can head over to our YouTube channel. Thank you, aloha.
3: Go boss.